Hey everyone, and welcome to 1.21 gigawatts. I am Peter. That is Connor. It's not Matt. That's Connor. He's Ginger. Yeah. Oh, this is a you for a second there, didn't it? Ah, this is this is awful. What, what's going on? Why are you here? Stuff. First one back this year, and and you get this instead. Yeah. Actually, if you wondered, oh, is Matt not doing 121? No, Matt's actually. We're, I'm doing one with Matt in a few days. Don't worry. There's more Matt coming soon. Uh, but me and Connor just happened to both watch this movie, so we thought we'll talk about it and we'll. We'll uh, yeah. dis- discuss it. We're going to talk about Justice League Dark, which is the new DC animated movie for Warner Brothers. They pump out three, maybe four of these a year, depending. I think it's about three normally. Yeah. Uh, so this is Justice League Dark, and if you don't know what Justice League Dark is, it's basically all the magical characters forming a team. Although because DC don't trust that to do well, Batman's also there, just to make sure the sales happen. Gotta have that Batman. <laughs> uh, so as, as we always do we'll, we'll start off spoiler free and uh, we'll give you some warning before we get into spoilers uh, about halfway through or so um, but yeah we're obviously both DC fans we do a DC Comics podcast we talk about the comics every week uh, doing that later today actually and mm-hmm. we you know, watch most of the DC shows we talk about them on Almost Cancelled so obviously very much in our wheelhouse this one's slightly in a weird place for me because I'm not a big magic part of the universe guy. You're not. And that's not just specific to DC. You're just not big on magic in general. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that goes for most things. Absolutely. Yeah. But uh, I do like some things. Obviously, Swamp Thing pops up in this. I like Swamp Things. Zatanna's is pretty cool. I like Dead Man. Let's be honest, it's just Constantine. <laughs> I don't like. It is. You'll go through all these characters and I'm like, you, you kind of just leave him my boy Constantine here. Yeah, uh, it's Constantine. I don't know. Uh, speaking of Constantine, so let's talk a little bit about the uh, the cast, actually, we've got here doing voices. Constantine is voiced by Matt Ryan. Why is that notable? That is notable because he played Constantine in the short-lived NBC TV show from a couple of years ago. And I knew it was him immediately. I didn't know it was him before I watched it. It was just... I, I, mm. I didn't really pay much attention. I put it in, watched, blah, blah, blah. And he started talking, I'm like, yep, that's that Welsh guy trying to sound English. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he, he just sounds Welsh, let's be honest. He does, he does. Now, for Americans, you probably didn't even notice the difference, but for anyone who's familiar with English accents, and or just British accents, I guess, because obviously Wales is its own country, kind of, mm, technicality, technicality, uh, I apologise to any Welsh people <laughs> watching, it's just... Hey, he's Scottish, he gets the same shit from me. I do, I do, but I feel like Wales gets the brunt of it. Wales gets the worst of it because if you go to an American, you say, "What what, do, what comes to your mind when you when you say an English or England?" And they'll say, "Oh, knights, you know, suits of armor, the Queen, that kind of thing, maybe tea." You know, yeah. say, "What comes to mind when you say Scotland?" You think, "Oh, uh, kilts, bagpipes." I guess probably. I, I mean, I don't think maybe, maybe they've heard of that, but I feel like kilts and that sort of stuff. Kilts definitely, yeah. yeah. And bagpipes and that's you know Braveheart, Highlander, all that kind of stuff. You see Ireland, they're like oh leprechauns, St Paddy's Day, all that. Just drinking in general. But they all have distinct identities that I think people around the world identify with those countries. Yeah, they have the big stereotypes at least. You say Wales and they go, huh? Yeah. You mean like free belly? What? <laughs> so. They get the brunt of it. But, yeah, so he sounds obviously Welsh, and given that... Con- I mean, I wouldn't mind that he doesn't sound... Because like, he's meant to be from Liverpool. Yes. And I don't mind that he doesn't sound like that. I, I, if he has a generic English accent, I'm cool with it. It's fine. It's one, it's one of those I'm torn on, because I would love him to actually be Liverpoolian just once. 
but then I kind of hate that accent because <laughs> <so. laughs> it's a really annoying accent. Let's be honest. Yeah, I, I'm cool with generic England. I just I wish they didn't. Well, in, in this movie they don't. But in the TV show, they specifically said at one point, "I'm from Liverpool," and his yeah, accent, and like, it was like, "I'm uh, calling bullshit on that." Nah, just just say you're from London and do a generic accent. Yeah, that's fine. That, that, I'm gonna bother me. But, but in general, I think he's uh, he's perfectly good because he's a, he's a voice actor in general. Like he's done a lot of voice work. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah, he, uh, he was the lead in one of the Assassin's Creed games. Oh. So, yeah, uh, so he's he's got some voice pedigree in there. Speaking of people who do video games, Camilla Luddington uh, is the voice of Zatanna. Now, if you don't know who that is, she did the voice of uh, Lara Croft in the two new Tomb Raider games. And you wouldn't even recognise her voice because she's doing a different accent because that was an English accent she had in that yeah. game. She should have been doing Constantine because she can do one. <laughs> she can. <laughs> she's pretty good. Yeah. Um, other standouts uh, you've got Enrico uh, Colatoni uh, playing Felix Faust I like him he was on Veronica Mars he was on Just Shoot Me a sitcom from the 90s he's been on a bunch of stuff he was on a bit of Person of Interest uh, I like him as an actor though Jeremy Davis pops up Rosario Dawson uh, is Wonder Woman who has a very small role in it so it's very easy payday for her I imagine I think this is one of those where she's been Wonder Woman in the latest slate of DC films in general mm. so they just kind of pull her in contracted I imagine yeah, probably. Uh, probably. Probably the same with some of the other Justice Leaguers. Uh, I will say, Jerry O'Connell as Superman's a bit off. He's done a few films, is it? And it's never quite right, is it? Nah, I don't like And Do you know who I do surprisingly like? Mm. Uh, Jason O'Mara as Batman. I think it's pretty solid. That's okay. Yeah. I mean, it's no... Come right, don't get me wrong. I think that's the, that's the problem with uh, anyone playing Batman, though. Or it's in with Joker. If someone's playing Joker, you're like, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not Conway and Hamill. I, I it's not know. like, but it's it's solid. It's it's better than than Superman. Sure. I, I just want to complain a bit about the the, the designs, just the suits. I, I just okay. because ever since the, they got to the point in the animated movies where they did uh, Flashpoint. Yeah, Ever and then since... we got to the, the new 52 era with, I think, Justice League War was the first one. Yeah, that adapted the Justice League storyline uh, from the yeah. new 52. I don't like those designs that much in the comics. I dislike them even less. I'll dislike them even more here. Uh, yeah, I mean, Superman's is probably the worst offense yeah. for me. His collar is just... Yeah, it's, it's so prominent. Uh, Batman's chin guard really annoys me as well. Over yeah. the chin. I'm, I'm all right on Wonder Woman's, though. See, I hate Wonder Woman. I think it could do with a bit of yellow, don't get me wrong, but overall, I, I don't mind it. It feels, it feels like they took... I mean, I, I know it's not exactly the most covering outfit in the first place, but it feels like they looked at the Wonder Woman outfit and goes, how, how can we turn that into a, a one-piece swimsuit? And that's what she's wearing in this. I, I, I don't like it. I don't like that it's... Okay. I, I just, it's a tasting, but I, I, I don't... Yeah, yeah. But I, we're agreeing on the other ones, at least. Yeah, so that, that, that bugs me. Uh... But yeah, how how do you like the actual movie? I I thought it was okay. I quite liked it personally. I, it's okay. certainly not up there with the the best of the DC animated films, but I think it's a, a solid entry in the latest line. I think I think the problem I've had with the I didn't see all the ones from last year, and I've been a little bit less enthusiastic with keeping up with them in the last couple of years, and I think it's because. They started to feel all the same in the sense that they all have the same animation style, which I don't particularly like. I've all got the same director. That's also true. Yeah, Jay Olivia uh, is the yeah, one who's been directing yeah. a lot of these. 
And I don't particularly like the animation style. And it's because it, it was never quite the old school animated series. That was the one thing yeah. that I did like about the Killing Joke is that it looked like the old animated series, and I was quite mm. happy about that. I had bigger complaints about a lot of other things in that movie. Yeah, yeah. But don't go there. <laughs> the look I liked, and there was it was hit and miss before, but it I still have this issue with the, the look of it. Um, and the other thing I have that's generally been a problem for the last few that I've seen is they, they, they all feel like they're all seventy five minutes long, and they all yeah. have too much plot in those seventy five minutes. I really wish a lot of it had a bit more room to breathe. No, I agree. Um, on the animation, I like it when it's in action. Like the fight scenes, I think always look pretty good. But it's whenever they're standing around talking, it feels quite stilted. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, standing around talking looks much worse. Yeah. Um, as for the plot, definitely. I mean, there's just one one thing too many in every single one of these. I'd argue about three things. Because like, we were talking just before we started recording that we are just sort of recapping the plots in our heads just to make sure it was all right for, the, for mm. talking about it. And we were like, oh man, there was too much in this because we couldn't remember the order of events because it went back and forth so much between multiple things. And I'm like, I shouldn't have this problem with a 75-minute thing. No, no, you shouldn't. This should be much easier to recall the sequence of events, and it isn't, and that's kind of, a, of an issue. So what I'm trying to say, though, talking about all this, is that it all just kind of bundles up to me where I... I really like some of the earlier ones. I, I love Dark Knight Returns. I loved Under the Red Hood. Um, Wonder Woman standalone was quite good. Oh, that was great, yeah. Um, you know, there was a few good ones. But recently it feels like... Th- I've just felt kind of indifferent towards them. Like, they're not terrible by any oh, yeah, means. They're just... If, do you know what it feels like? This goes back again to going through too many plot points. It mm. feels like they've got a list of things to check off. And they're going it through, does. checking off. Oh, we did that scene. We did the scene with the meat swamp thing. We did the scene where they did this. And I just feel like it's going through the motions and I don't really get invested. I, I get that. I think I definitely like this a bit more than you. But it is a problem that, in general, this line is beginning to feel formulaic. Hmm. Where this is happening a lot. Like, last year was a bit different because we only really had one of this line. Uh, was it Son of Batman or Batman... Versus Robin. I think it was V's Robin, yeah. Yeah, one of those. The latest one of them. That was the only one in this line, and it was better than the previous one, but it was still not great. And then you had Kill and Joke, which was bad for its own reasons. But then you also had um, Batman Return of the Cape Crusader, which was really great, because it was nothing like any of these. And it didn't, didn't have yeah. the same problems at all. Yeah, I... Yeah, so I'm kind of in a different in a different place with it. I mean, oh, I mean, as a Justice League dark movie, as as it comes to introducing the uh, the various members, Zatanna was fine. Dead actually, I have a problem with Dead Man's voice actor. I do as well, actually. I was just about to get onto. You just reminded yeah. me as you said it. It's Dead... too corny. I don't know the word. He's got like a thick accent, and it's not the accent I would expect Dead Man to have. I don't know what I thought Dead Man's accent would be, but it definitely wasn't this. I agree. Because as soon it's, as he started talking, he sounded too jokey. And yeah, it, that's it what just, I meant with corny. It's yeah. kind of... It didn't yeah. feel like Dead Man. Because I feel like when I read a comic with Dead Man at, it feels like, like the words have weight to them. Mm. You know, it's very... Uh, like, he makes these jokes, but it comes from a place where he is dead. So Yeah, it feels like it's coming from a sort of dark place where he's in a really sort of... Melancholy. It feels melancholic. Yeah. And none of that is here in the movie. It just feels like he's cracking these little jokes and he's, no, got, he's got this uh, attitude. It's definitely the worst casting part of this film. I I, I agree with that, yeah. 
because I actually like all the rest of the cast. I think they do varying jobs from like fine to very good, yeah. but his is is not great at all. Yeah. So what is the, what's the plot actually? We're not really talking talk, talk about the plot. Yeah, no. Uh, so basically, the movie starts with the regular Justice League, and we see these various events throughout the the world. One in Metropolis, yeah, one in Gotham, Metropolis, one in... Washington DC. That was the other one, yeah. And it's basically all these regular people are starting to uh, see demons and it's making them act out. But in reality, it's actually just other regular people. So it's making all these people commit all these really violent crimes where they're trying to like, kill just random other people. Some of them are actually uh, impressively shocking. There's uh, the, the one with Superman when he goes to the, the shed. Oh, yeah, that's a really dark, dark moment. Yeah. Really dark. It, starts, it starts with Wonder Woman... Wonder Woman's one, and the woman's in a car, and she just sees everyone's demons, so she's just mowing them down in a car. And that's pretty dark as it is, because it yeah. is just all these regular people. But that can still be comical. Yeah. Because it is just mowing people down. It, it, yeah. There's a comical element you can get there out is. of that in the right context. Whereas Superman's, there is no way you make what he sees when you open that barn door. No. Because it starts with uh, the guy in, just in his family, like in his house, and he thinks they're demons, and Superman comes in, stops him, and then it takes a turn for oh, okay, that got dark. Reminds me a little bit of the plot of a recent hit film, The Bye Bye Man. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I, I can't imagine what you could be referencing there. It was not good. Uh, me and Tim reviewed it on Screams After Midnight, and it was uh, I gave it a one out of ten. <laughs> I'll say that much. Yeah, for everything you've complained-ish about this film, I'm pretty sure it's not going to be a 1 out of 10. <laughs> no, no, it's not. No, it is, <laughs> it, The biggest crime this film commits is kind of what I said, but the ultimate feeling is, is it's just kind of in the middle. It's kind of just feels mundane. It's, yeah, kind of leaning to mediocrity. It goes through the motions, but never really has any sparks of brilliance. Never does anything offensively bad, but never does anything exciting. Really? I, I think that's fair. Like I, I did enjoy it more because obviously I'm big on the the magic side of DC in general. So it was nice for just seeing some of these things. I really like the action. Etrigan in particular, I thought was a lot of fun. I like seeing but, Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing was cool when he popped up. Mm, definitely. But, so we were going through the plot. Yeah, we we, we started yeah. and we got like uh, first scene in. <laughs> so so basically, just so you get all like. Uh, this might be magic. We don't know how to deal with this. And Batman's like, "Have a magic. That's fl- fl- flesh and blood. Uh, stupid people. Uh, I'm Batman. Yeah. I can figure anything out." Uh, but then Deadman sends him a message, and by sends a message, I mean Dead Deadman's invisible to most people. So if he writes something on the wall, it, it just looks like something's been written on the wall. Yeah. And he sends a message to Batman, which sets us down the path. And he, he meets Zatanna, which leads him to Constantine, and they end up forming kind of a makeshift team. Yes. Uh, to go, to deal with this uh, ongoing. And it's kind of just a mystery. They're trying to investigate who it is. They, they question some people. Uh, it leads them to some different other people, different items. Uh, it goes back and forth. There's a twist as to who the bad people really are. Hmm. And we, we, yeah, it ends up in a big fight in the middle of the street, of course. Yeah. I think one of my favourite bits is actually there's a, a flashback to kind of what started all this hmm. with a... Uh, with Jason Blood and Etrigan, back how that started, and it felt like it was leaning into the the Demon Knight series. I don't know if you read that no. from start of the New Fifty Two, and uh, it's very good. And it made me want uh, a Demon Knights film because that's kind of the feeling I was getting in that scene. I was like, oh yeah, this is this is what I want. 
I feel like this is all you're ever going to get of it. <laughs> Probably, because it didn't even sell very well when it when it was just a comic, let alone being yeah. as a film. Plus, I'm pretty sure if they did, they'd have to make it Etrigan or Demon Knight and Batman, just because... Yeah, but you can't put Batman in it. <laughs> like, even, even they can't find a way to get Batman in, in that. Time travel, it's fine. Shut up. Don't give them ideas. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. Um, well, it's funny, though. It was it was the new 52 Justice League, as I've mentioned, with all the outfits and whatnot. But it was John Stewart, Green Lantern, yeah, instead of Hal. Yeah, it was like... It's like, New 52, but we're going to take just this one element from the animated series. There was a few, actually, because uh, in the New 52 films, I'm pretty sure they'd established uh, the Watchtower satellite. Yeah, and it was the Hall of Justice. It was the Hall of Justice, yeah. yeah. So there's like there's a few things where they've just tweaked the line a little bit. And they referenced Shazam at one point. Does Shazam pop Shazam's, up? Yeah, because in, in, in Justice League War, he replaced Aquaman. Aquaman oh, never showed right. up till Throne of Atlantis. Ah, that's right. Yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, so Shazam has been around. Oh, that's right. They really bastardised that a little bit, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> yeah, I guess they did. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, yeah. What else you want to talk about? I, I, I don't know. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. No, I thought it was... It was fun. I had fun with this. I liked seeing the characters play off each other. I think the dialogue's mostly on point I mean I don't know if you had any problems with the dialogue eh not over there's a couple of funny moments with Batman where he just kind of grunts because he's like just magic I hate magic you know, this is... it's kind of you isn't it <laughs> it kind of is but it's, it's very real that Batman's uh, the conduit for the viewer to uh, experience everything but Batman very much was my conduit <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> it uh, is rare so yeah. But I generally thought the banter was pretty good, and it's kind of what I expect when you have these characters around. So it's it's as a fan, it's hard to complain of those things. But then I don't know how much you get out of that if you don't already care about them. Yeah, I don't think the movie itself does anything to make you care. It probably doesn't, which is probably its biggest crime overall. That this should be a a way to make people care, especially if they still ever want to do that live action Justice League dark film which is probably never going to happen it's like I say it's going through the motion so it never takes the time to actually make us engage with what's going on it just keeps going it just keeps yeah, going yeah you get like down. references to Constantine and Zatanna's relationship but you never get to see any of it not until like right at the end maybe yeah and it's just like you could really have done with some of this earlier on cut out one of these uh, side adventures to somewhere and just focus on showing us some of these relationships a bit more like theirs because that could have been the the crux of the film quite easily but it's just not yeah because at one point they, they go off to felix faust and they have a big fight there and that lasts a good you know five ten minutes whatever it is and i'm like you could have written around this and not, not yeah. had this whole tangent it's like there's there's good moments in it like, uh, like, especially with Zatanna. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's good moments in those scenes, but it, again, it just feels like you've crammed to... Instead of like taking time to actually build character scenes, you've just kept adding more plot. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, we need another fight before we get to the big fight at the end. And I, I guess... I mean, I'd argue maybe that comes from the fact that they want this to appeal to kids, but it is a PG-13. It, they do have, like, shit in it and stuff. Plenty of swearing. Yeah, so it's not like... They are saying, "Oh, this is specifically for kids," and ha- you know, they've got ADD. We have to keep things moving. So, I, I think there's this weird thing where parents will see it as unsuitable for y- their younger kids, but for adults, it's kind of lacking in terms of 
depth. Depth and story. I feel like that's maybe a problem they've got with their whole animated line right now because for the most part they are hitting that same kind of age range, right? Where they're, they're, they're trying to be mature, but they're not deep enough for adults to, to really enjoy. They'll try to please everyone, and as a result, they're pleasing no one. Yeah. Uh, no, no, that sounds really extreme, but I, I do kind of mean that in a sort of lukewarm way. Yeah, like, it's it's always... Everyone will find it fine, but it's rare you'll get someone who loves it. And ultimately... Which is, which is why, yeah. interestingly, last year, Killing Joke and uh, Return of the Cake Crusader stand out, because they do something different. Killing Joke, don't get me wrong, has its problems, but I can see why people would like it. Yeah. Because uh, it doesn't suffer these same problems of di- of diluting oh, it, it and making it for everyone. It, it doesn't. I mean, Killing Joke... I, I have a lot of issues with Killing Joke, but it, it's not the same problems I have with this and the other recent ones. Yeah. It's, it's different it's, problems. It's the same with Return of the Cape Crusaders, where it knows its audience, and it does exactly what it has to to please that audience. And I'm in that audience, Peter's probably not. But that's mm-hmm. okay. And whereas these are just trying to get everyone, and it is a problem that is dragging them all down as a result. And as a result, I think a lot of the recent ones have been forgettable, and I would describe this as forgettable. I, I feel like I'm already struggling to remember some of the plot no, points. No, no, I, I agree. I'm not arguing that at all. Uh, it's it's mainly some character banter and some cool-looking action scenes that I enjoyed from this the most. It's funny. I, I think Justice League War and Flashpoint Paradox and Throne of Atlantis, I think they were all really forgettable as well. The only reason why I remember them better is because I also read the comic that they were based on, so I already had the the knowledge there for the most part. But the actual yeah. movies on their own are quite forgettable. I can't remember really what they changed, and if I'd only seen those, I'd probably... Not remember them too much. Not remember them yeah, that well. Yeah, I get that. But those earlier ones, like, like I think Wonder Woman's the prime example because it wasn't based on anything. It's not an adaptation. It was an original story. It was their own version of her origin. Yeah, basically. and it was fantastic. That was good. Uh, like I say, Dark Knight Returns Part 1 and 2 were good. I liked Under the, Under the Red Hood. Mm. That was good. I, I just wish they'd get back to knowing what their audience is and and going for that rather than this watered down pleasing everyone type situation. Yeah, and it feels like they've been in there for a while, a couple of years now. Yeah, I think they need to shake things up at the head because obviously this Jay Olivia is doing all of them, and you know he needs to maybe be moved off because I think he's been doing them since like maybe Justice League War was him. Yeah, I think the last one that was. I can't remember the order they came out in, honestly, but I think the last one that was really good might have been Superman versus the Elite, and that was a while ago. That was a while ago. Uh, I, I really liked uh, Justice League vs. Teen Titans. That was last year, actually. I forgot about it. But I've not I seen lo- that one. So that was It says versus, but it's it's one of those where they're selling it as a versus, but it's not. It's basically a Teen Titans movie, and it's a lot of fun. Especially yeah, when you've uh, got Damien thrown into the Teen Titans. This is really irking me. This is another example of, oh, it's a Teen Titans movie, but we don't trust that name to sell it, so we have yeah. to put Justice League on the front of it. Just yeah, like putting Batman in this. Honestly, that's probably my biggest problem with that film, that they just can't let it be its own film. They have to shoehorn everything else in. Yeah. And I'm not sure this film would have been better without Batman and the other League stuff at the start, don't get me wrong, because it would still have all the other same problems. Nah, honestly, I, I like the introduction is probably some of my favorite stuff. Is like all the league being like, "Oh, we don't know how to deal with this. We need the yeah. magic characters." 
And to his credit, they never used Batman as, oh, Batman's going to have to just save the day. Oh, no, no, he, like, he, he was... was... Like, he was helpful at times, but no more than anyone else was. Yeah, yeah. And that was, I think, important in their, their film that they got the showcase, at least, for most of it. Oh, do you want to do spoilers? Do you want to talk about plot points? Uh, can do if you want, if you've got stuff you want to say. I don't, honestly. <laughs> so no, it's up to you. No, if you, no. If you've got no, anything. if you've got nothing in particular. Like, like I said, I've covered most of it. There's, It's just little bits I enjoyed that I guess are spoilery, but not... I think, and I think that's kind of indicative of the problem is that I'm not into it enough to actually want to talk about the later plot points. Yeah, because nothing yeah. made me go, "Oh, that was so good." I need to talk about this happening because it it was. The, yeah, it's the, like the the way it ends. Um, Jason Blood and Etrigan's storyline. I really like how that ends, and I thought the ending scene with that was quite touching. Hmm. But other than that, like, like, I can do that without going into spoilers too much, to be honest. Yeah. Like, like, just like that. But I did like that a lot. And it um, ends with, like, yeah, we could have more Justice League Dark movies down the road. And I feel like they'd be better. Like, I feel like now that the Because te- we spend a good half of this movie just kind of getting the team together. Hmm. And oh, yeah, there's no doubt the villain is weak. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's uh, fair to say. Is the villains yeah. pretty damn weak? Yeah, but like I said, we spend so long just getting the team together that you don't really get a team movie. You get half a team movie. So maybe if there was a second one where the team's formed, they can just get into action and deal with the problem. It it doesn't have to set all that up from the start. It might be a bit better. Maybe. Maybe. Just whether but or I... not this will sell enough to, to warrant a second. Yeah, I'm I'm lukewarm. Is basically my my summing up is I'm lukewarm. I think it's kind of, you know, it's like scraping a six out of ten. Kind of, uh, I'd probably give it a seven, just because I like, I have more attachment to these characters than you do in general. Yeah, so I'm I'm very middling on it, which uh, annoyingly makes it harder to talk about because I'm not passionate about any of it, yes. either in a positive or a negative way. It's just kind of it exists, and it's one kinda... of those where. I'm just not enthused for the lo- the DC line of animated films at the minute. But I'm going to keep watching them just out of habit more than anything, because I watch shame. all of them. Yeah, it's a shame, because the first few years of them doing this, I was really excited about them all. Yeah, and I, I really want to be excited. And I-, I know they have a sequel to Cape Crusaders coming, I think, next year. And I'm looking forward to that a lot. But their actual main line, this, I- I'm at the point where I- I'm not even sure what's coming next. Yeah, I used to know. I used to know everything. That I, was I used announced. to know. They used to, even for a long time. They had the little post-credits scene to tell you, "Oh, this is here's a little sneak of which one's coming next," and that wasn't here, hmm. which is strange. Oh, the Suicide Squad it was. It was called Batman oh, Assault yeah. in Arkham. That was good, but that was not bad. Uh, much better than the actual Suicide Squad movie that came out. <laughs> but also, that was not part of this line, was it? Because that was part. Technically, like that wasn't part of this universe. That was part of the. Uh, oh, it's still part Arkham of the lane. No, no, that was technically part of the Arkham Games universe. It doesn't matter what universe. A lot of them, like All Star Superman's not part of the universe, but it's still part of the lane. Yeah, all right. It's, it's I, still... I feel like there is a differentiation since we hit Justice League War, and they were no, these are all like continuity with each other. Whereas there's the odd what the odd ones that have been 
I, I get what you're saying, but I, I still I would still count Killing Joke as part of the line. It's still right. Okay, it's, it's still the animated DC line. Tell you what, the last truly great one was actually oh. uh, Justice League: Gods and Monsters. Hmm. I don't know if you saw that one. I have not. I think that was two years ago now, maybe three. I, I think that was the first one that I didn't see. That, that's that when was, I stopped. That was the one where you, they got Bruce Tim back and he did this alternate universe take of stuff, and it was very different, but it was really good. After Killing Joke, I don't know if I want to trust him anymore. Which hurts to say, because that man... He built up so much goodwill over so many years. Decades, since my childhood. Yeah. And after and Killing Joke... threw it Joke, all away with, just, with oh. what, 75 minutes? Arguably. Oh, arguably threw it away in 30 seconds. Yeah, 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Um, but there we go. I, I, think, uh, I think that's uh, all I would really want to get into. Um yeah. But yeah, that's uh, Justice League Dark. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say. I mean, it's only seventy-five minutes, so it's not like you're going to regret your time with it. But it is pretty forgettable. It is. And maybe we'll be back when the next one comes out in what three or four months, and we won't hate it quite. Well, we won't hate it, but we might be a bit more on board with it. See, my worry is is that in three or four months, the next one will come out, and we'll feel just as lukewarm. Because half of this discussion is about how this animated line is not as good as it used to be. <laughs> we can't have that discussion again. <laughs> No, we cannot. So it'll be a much shorter It, it works on this one where we haven't really done any of these. Yeah. But so we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. I kind of want to watch some of the older ones as a palate cleanser, though, now. Maybe. Maybe. But, uh, yeah, uh, thanks very much for watching. Let us know what you thought of Justice League Dark if you've seen it in the comments below. Uh, like and subscribe and all that stuff. It helps us out a lot. Uh, also, keep people know uh, me and Connor are doing older movie reviews now uh, on the sister show to this, which is One Twenty One in Flux. Uh, the first one just went up uh, this week, so check that out. It was the the original Godzilla, if you're mm. any old movies. But uh, no, thanks very much for watching, guys. We will see you next time.